the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I'm Jonathan Sanborn, your host. Um, yeah, I'm. This episode is brought to you by Tesla, and they sponsor all my shows. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. They don't, they don't, they don't sponsor my shows. I'm, say, I'm dang. sorry. <laughs> Rivian trucks. I, that's my new thing. I just I've been falling in love with these electric trucks. Like I don't even own a truck. I mean, I'm not a truck guy, but that's it's, it's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. So enough of that. Uh, Counterculture has just been a great experience. I get to meet and t- interact with some of the best people in town and even around this nation uh, who are really uh, going going a different path and really helping our society to be more compassionate, to be more p- uh, more at peace, and then more uh, just building up and lifting up culture and not just tearing it down. And so uh, just recently I got to meet Tracy Martin. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here in studio. Tracy is a transformation life coach. Is that – that's the right title? Yes, yes. So this this is quite she's, – she's a renaissance. I'm, I'm talking to a renaissance woman. I mean she's wearing <laughs> modern clothes. She's not dressed like the renaissance. But she's done just so many fascinating, interesting things. She's owned a gym. She's been a personal trainer. Multiple clothing lines. Um Accessory lines, uh, organic dye company, book uh, author, and uh, and a certified immersive transformation life coach with twenty over twenty five years experience, and this, uh, she's a mover and shaker in town. And working so on working on it, <laughs> you yeah, I do the shaking, and then someone else moves around, and I just went. But <laughs> Tracy, uh, just a f- seems just fascinating. Thank you for being on the show today. I'm so I can't wait to hear about your story. Oh, no, I'm and, so thank you for having me. So. So it's so it's it, in a broad sense. It, what is a transformational life coach? So it's kind of like the coaching is very different than the typical industries of therapy mm-hmm. or counseling or whatever, which kind of you know revolves around what's going on and has those conversations that are just talk therapy. The way that I work as, a, as an immersive coach is we get in the trenches. I mean, I take clients, you know, hiking with 40-pound backpacks to let them know they're hauling their past with them. Okay. We do all kinds of great things. I meet them in their home. I move in with some families. We work on everything. You move in with families. I do. I've done, yes. So like, for instance, maybe a three-day, depends upon three or five okay. days. But we attack everything from communication. Anyone that has influence on the child, if it's a split home, if it's you know grandparents, we work on nutrition because, of course, whatever you got in your gut, it's connected to your brain. Sure. We work on all that. We work on school transitions from high school to college, you know, elementary school. I mean, and, and just social media issues that kids are dealing with. Huge. Their families don't yeah. know what's going on in their own home. Right. And a lot of times we've got both mom and dad working out of the house, so it's it's bridging those gaps of communication to where these kids can get through a trans you know transition of life. And 
and still have those great family values and great family connections. So it's fun. I get to move in. I'm kind of known as the Nanny McVie of coaches. To where it's like, yeah, it's like. By the we, way, she doesn't look like, just for my radio <laughs> listeners, she does not look like Nanny McPhee. That's Quite a good the thing. Yes. So it's funny. So, so it's literally like, you know, when you don't want me, I'm, I'm knocking on your front door, right? Okay. We're ready to roll. Okay. And then by the end of the weekend, they're like, don't leave, you know? And I'm like, I got to go, you yeah. know? But, <laughs> and it's sad for me because I get very attached to sure. people. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just comes down to, I, I'm no nonsense. I don't believe in excuses. They sound really good to the person saying them, and that's about it. Yeah. You know, so it's really just a matter of you've, but you've got a life, you're being called to action, not necessarily called out. Okay. Is the best way to look at it. I like that. Okay, because uh, I've, I've, I know about some coaching. My wife's a coach, but this idea of trans—that's a very big, yeah. top, big role you're playing in someone's life. It's Absol- a privilege. It is a privilege. It is very important. So before we kind of get into this, uh, like the topic, we like to play a little game. Okay. So uh, and it's called fake news. Okay. And basically, it's like you say something that's true and not true about yourself, and I try to guess. Which is maybe something that you've done or something about yourself, and I try to guess which is fake, okay? Because I am okay. the discerner of all that is fake <laughs> in this world. I can tell alone. No, I'm just kidding. I okay. alone can't tell. So which is fake and which is true? So I'm going to guess. Okay. So I get you two in, things? In New York, two things, two and things? I try to guess. It's okay. kind of like two truths and a lie, kind of like that. Two but truths one, and a lie. But one, one true, one not so true. Okay. So, well um, – I actually work with a lot of kids that have dealt with a lot of issues from injuries around the world, from vaccines or food injuries or those kinds of things. And okay. I've also been lucky enough to be part of um, – I used to be working in fitness, of course, and I, I actually did an amazing program called American Gladiators, if you've ever seen that. OK. So so you work with – so the two, the two things are – remember, one of these is fake. Mm-hmm. OK. So that you work with injuries around the world – Okay, and then you worked on American Gladiators. So I actually remember American Gladiators. Nitro was a f- big fan. I'm a big fan of Nitro. Uh, <laughs> I just dated myself incredibly. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to say you actually worked on American Gladiators, and some I don't I don't know how the first one could be not true, but it, maybe it isn't. No, I did. So I competed in American Gladiators. Okay. Yeah. So no, you were I, a contestant. Yes. Yes. I believe it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't work around the world with kids that have injuries. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So you competed. Did you? How did you do? Did uh, out of six hundred people, I got second. You came in second place on American. Uh, what? It was so much fun. It was in St. Louis. It was. It was in their live tour. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. Was it uh, televised? It was, and uh, I was TNT. That was the name they gave you. Really? But, okay. but it was during the era of like gold and nitro and um, gosh, all those. All, all those. New, I mean, uh, I can't remember. Ray Hollett was on there. I can't remember what she was. Mm-hmm. Zap, I think she was. Whatever. Zap, Tanya Knight. Okay. Yeah. So all of them. Yeah. That's that's a that is fun fact. That, that's fun why fact. I love this show. I get to play that game and find out. I never would have ever had another reason to find out about your role in American. It's, that is it was, super it was cool. Fun time. Very cool. Well, that is a good one. So. So back to the present day, yes. and this is we call this Gen the. So you your your goal is working is, is teen Gen Z, right? Correct? So so Gen Z is nineteen ninety seven to twenty fifteen. Okay, Gen Z Alpha is what comes after this current generation. Okay. So I work with it, it. Basically, is all families, but it's targeted right now so much as that age because these kids have kind of been labeled, right? You know, not really in a fair way, but yeah, they've kind of been labeled in a lot of different ways. Okay. And uh, and there, as a parent, as well as friends with many many parents, 
this is a crazy time to be a parent. It is. And what are what is so unique and what is happening in Gen Z that that you're I mean that's what what is happening to Gen Z right now? Well, so many times they're labeled as, you know, anxiety and fear based right. and, and they're they're known as the you know the, the Xanax, you know, generation, which right. is which is like Okay, if we're going to attack these young people, you right. know, right? We have to take a look at ourselves right. because we're their leaders. Yep. So for me it always goes back to the parent and the parenting style and have you dealt with your own stuff in order to be able to deal with your child. Mm-hmm. So Gen Z has so many opportunities and we've identified an amazing group um, that seem to be finding me from all over the place. They come into our masterminds and our groups and our events and they want to know what's really going on and they want to know the truth. They, they see three all, through all the BS that, that – I mean parents are struggling with what's going sure. on in the world right now. Imagine what our kids are doing. Right. They have no point of reference. It's like when I have a 20-year-old that says back in the good old days of 2018 – that's a problem. You've heard that. Oh, wow. absolutely. That's mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. And, and so, and but they, and like I said earlier, they're they're more connected, but more disconnected. And and it's interesting because they have a relationship with their devices. Yes. You know, parents are using their devices as how to raise their kids. You know, I don't want to bother with you while I have dinner. Please be on your iPad. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, I see and, it all the time. Yeah, and you have to say it's not a benign thing. This kids are not watching Teletubbies. They're not watching what you think they are. I mean, pornography is massive with sure. our kids right now. I've got yeah. kids that are addicted to it from seventh grade. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I always tell my kids, when it's free, you're the product. Social media is free. Your mind is the product. And it's the battlefield mm-hmm. and either control it or it controls you. And so parents a lot of times don't know what they don't know. And kids are only willing to share so much out of fear of judgment or disappointment. And so what we've created in my coaching studio is this amazing um, environment of growth uh-huh. to where the kids come in, the parents come in. If they're, and I always tell them they're courageous. If you hire me to work with your child or to work with your family, you're very courageous. Why is that? Because I'm going to poke holes in the narrative that you decide to tell yourself, and I'm not going to let you get away with anything. You're saying that to the parents. Yes. Uh And the reason why, I throw myself under the bus too. I mean, my daughter was – both my girls are my biggest teachers. Mm -hmm. If I had not listened to them at this pivotal time of teenage years from a place of humility versus ego, I know best, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have the relationship and very successful daughters Mm -hmm. you know, in all levels of life. Mm -hmm. And so it came down to, okay, hold on a minute. What do I need to know? What do you need from me? And what version am I going to show you as a parent today? Because you're not 10. You're not 12. Right. You know, and I may not like your decisions, but where are you coming from? So I like teaching kids how to be convicted in their conversations with their parents. Tell me, what does that mean? So in other words, let's say, let's say you see your child every day and you're like, oh, my God, he'd be an amazing doctor. And the kid's like, I want nothing to do with that. I want to go out and be – and I want to go out and make skateboards. Yeah. Right? Well, we're looking at this from the standpoint of that's going to be an epic fail. Right. Well, I'm sure Tony Hawk's parents said that too. Sure, sure. So, so you're like going, well, wait a minute. What if the lessons of life are within that exercise of your child that has to make skateboards for a little while? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we forget. We forget that there's lessons embedded in everyday choices and decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not just go after and being successful in a six-figure, be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And not that there's not lessons there, but if that's yours, not theirs, right. they're not going to really be – they're not going to pay much attention in school. You know, and I have kids that come to me all the time since they've known I was in fashion just off the cuff. And they're like, hey, help me with this. Help me with that. I bring them to sourcing. I bring them to – they meet everyone that I meet. They know everyone that I know. And I say, OK, have a conversation with them. Mm. Find out if this is really what you want. Right. It looks really pretty on social media. Sure it does. Yeah. Let's, let's get down. Like I said, we get immersively in the trenches and go, you really want to know what this is about? 
And and so when you do that, you're like if a, if a brand has a purpose, a lot of times that's the child's inner inner dialogue. So for instance, if you if, like if a kid wants to do a brand about positivity and and creating more of that in their world, that's their internal dialogue expressed outward in the world. Why would you stop that? Even if it's not going to go anywhere financially for a little while. Right. Let them have that journey. Let them have that experience. There's something positive a there, even percent. though it might not, might at, at first glance might not seem like a realistic path. And of it might not yield a lot rent. of money. Yeah, yeah. and right. you got to be smart about it. I mean, I always tell entrepreneurs, if you, be one if you don't want to eat for a while. Right. You know. I mean, I remember <laughs> right. rolling coins and going into the grocery store. But but I had parents that looked at me and said. Okay, it's not you know it's not it's not that you can't it's how can you mm-hmm. you know and as cliche as that sounds I mean my dad at six years old I told him I wanted to be a veterinarian well he could have easily laughed we lived on a farm we had horses yeah. I was raised with all that but he didn't he went out and made a sign and hung it in the barn and said now go find animals that need you mm. you know so it was a permission to thrive even though it was a very I was you know a child. So I'm hearing a few things from you. This very interesting. One is that you started with a positive. Is that Oftentimes, like, oh, those kids these days, it's so bad. Yes. It's a negative. And although it's not that there aren't negatives, totally. but you actually started from a positive mm-hmm. place that there are, there are actually, like, even the idea that kids are really good at discerning BS yes. and some of those, I mean, a lot of other traits that are more socially conscious. There's a, there's, there's a desire for connectivity, uh, even though it might be misguided at times, but right. still. You started with a positive, which is fantastic. And then secondly, you said that the parents can also be a part of the problem. Absolutely. Not just we need to fix the kids, but we have to first also – we have to look hard at ourselves and saying – now, granted, you could still be great – Fantastic parents and things mm-hmm. could still go awry, correct? Oh, and, and that's and that's where I think everybody gets confused on this, right? It's it's like it's, if someone hires me and says, "Oh, my kid's broken," I'm like, "No, maybe your understanding of them is." Yeah, you know, it, and and that's where you know if you look at it as I have to fix this, that's right. that's traditional therapies. Yep. You know yep. what I like to do as a coach is okay. Where are we at? What do we got? Where yeah. are we going? Yep. You know, because and again, it's disrupting those pattern behaviors of communication and 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 like a lot of times you don't see your kid as this thriving eighteen year old. I get to see that. Right. I don't see them as your child. Right. So I think that as a coach, when they come in, they're definitely more open. So then, what I like to do is then bridge that gap back to the parent mm-hmm. to basically say, okay, this is what I hear and see in your child. This is what I hear and see in your home. You're just pissed you didn't unload the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're not looking at this vibrant human being who's right. struggling. Yeah, and and it, it, trust me, if you've done the foundational work, when your kid moves out, the dishwasher is going to be unloaded. Yeah, you know. But when they're in your home, they're the child. Right. So yeah. good luck with getting That's- some of that stuff done. I. I I see it with my kids. My yeah. oldest one moved out and, and she's now that she's back, it's a different relationship. You know, it is. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. We have in studio Tracy Martin, a transformational life coach and just a lo- fascinating conversation about the present realities that we're, where our, our teenagers are sitting at and what, what it might take to really make a difference both in, in, in our culture, in our teen, with teens, but as well as in ourselves. Um, so let's talk about school for a second. Yes. Um, and how has school failed to educate the whole student? I think we've taken a lot of things out that really mattered. You know, we took out like a, the, the music programs, the yeah. sports programs. A lot of the sports now you have to get club. You can't play in school anymore. Um, and then and then also just the educational part of what are they actually learning? I mean, kids last year, cheating was off the chart. Sure, sure. All they do is memorize to get a grade because we've had so much on academic yeah. rather than the human part. 
you know, and, and, and it's, it goes back to, I mean, even like you and I were talking like back, we had like home ec, yeah. FFA, woodworking, yep. automotive, vocational. We had all that stuff, which right. grew the person. Choir. You know? You know, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Right. And, and, so, and so now it comes down to you've got academics pushed and shoved so much. I, always, mm. I think it was Mark Twain that said, I don't want school to get in the way of my education. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the truth. I, I, I homeschooled my girls for three years, and they followed me around to my business meetings, to manufacturing meetings, to sourcing meetings, right. to besides the basic school. Mm-hmm. And it just I mm. watched them grow in interpersonal skills. And how do I communicate with people? You know, how do I nurture these relationships? Because that's a big thing on right now with the kids. And so mm-hmm. I think that's what the problem is with school is that you don't teach these things anymore. Yeah. And a lot of times you're indoctrinating them on a way to think. We don't we don't encourage them how to think. We tell them what, what to, think. to think. Yeah, get this information. So granted, I mean, there's only so much we could change in the school system. We might just have limited choices or our availability. But we can but parenting mm-hmm. can can address maybe the deficiencies or so but you you said that parenting has shifted like we're not parenting the same way no that we so used to. so parenting I think has i I can't put my finger on exactly when, but I go back and talk to a lot of different age parents I have different ages of course with younger kids older and middle I have twenty year olds thirty year olds but it's interesting because it, it's like we parent from our past, mm-hmm. not our kids' future mm. and when everybody had a trophy, it kind of messed us up. Right. Because we were just like, I can't make you feel bad. You are good enough. You know, you are perfect the way you are. And that's God's way of looking at us, of course. However, if I want to be, you know, a doctor, I'm not perfect the way I am. Right. You know, I have to be prepared for things. And we're not willing to let our kids fail anymore. Mm. And I think for me, that was the big, that was the big red flag for me with parents is, is that I want to save my kid from everything. I'm like, what if that very thing is what's actually going to grow your child? Mm. You know, it's difficult to watch. I get it. I mean, I've had some crazy, I've gone through so much in my family my daughters have but the difference is is we walked through it together we parented through it together we didn't try to fix it mm. and i think that mindset of i always use the analogy of you know there's a tightrope and we throw our kids on the tightrope and we hold them on there so tightly as they go through life mm. rather than throw them up on the tightrope walk beneath it let them fall off yeah. parent them through it and throw them right back up so that that analogy is appealing and i think again once it in the reality of watching your own child or you know, getting a C or, you know, as, as opposed to an A. But even like what about failing out of school or, you know, let's take it to another or into a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, let's talk about that. I mean, so I have really great big, examples. Yeah. My, I let my I let my oldest daughter flunk. Yeah. Her senior year. Okay. Um, I went through there. It's probably going to kill me for saying it out loud. But I went through there because I, I did everything I knew to do. Yeah. To get her to that path. And I'm like, the only way you're going to learn this is if you feel it. Yeah. And so she did. And so then here comes the letter that says you have to repeat, you know, and she looked at me. She goes, why did you let me fail? I go, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. There's personal responsibility here on your side. Yeah. And so we had an amazing talk about it. And she goes, I really failed myself. Mm-hmm. I go, that's what I wanted you to say. Yeah. Not that you failed me. You failed yourself. And so then, of course, she, you know, got into it and flew through it in six months online and she was fine. You know, same thing. I mean, failed relationships, you know, but there's lessons in those relationships mm. and and there's lessons in each part of our puzzle, which is which are the people in our lives. And I always tell my kids and I coach kids through all kinds of stuff. I mean, we do conscious uncoupling with engaged couples. We do if they if they don't think it's ready, they're really ready for it. Yeah. They usually have the mindset of, oh well, we've gone this far. You know, everybody's paid for all this. I'm like, this is a life choice. Yeah. You can't base it upon that. Right. But they do because I don't want to hurt someone's feeling. 
I don't want to make someone feel bad. Mm. You know, it's like, but that's the thing. You don't have the power to do that. And how much of yourself are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. So when parents allow and have those difficult conversations and get out of their own way and actually look at their child and go, yeah, you know what? I'm, it is difficult to watch your child struggle. I've watched it. I mean, I've seen the worst of the worst with my own daughter. Right. However, having gone through that with her, our relationship has shifted. She's mm-hmm. become a more holistically healed person because mm-hmm. it's allowed us to have those difficult conversations. And we've disrupted that generational thing. And that's really where, like, years ago, parents didn't have a conversation for it. Right. You know, it just was. The, r- and the rule was laid. The law was laid exactly, down. Right. Exactly. But our world today is not the same. Mm-hmm. And we have too many influences on our kids that we know yeah. nothing about that we've got to learn to really dive deep. Mm-hmm. Fascinating conversation, and just I think it's just so important to connect. It's like wh- how what is the this you say, talk about a faith movement within Gen Z? Tell me what does that look like because it's so different than maybe how you and I were raised. Yeah, and around. I think too, like I said, you know how like energy works. You just give all your energy to one place, and that's of course what you're going to get more of. So when I opened up the coaching studio, I have a 19 20 foot whiteboard, and above it is, is um, Proverbs 27 17. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron because I believe that if I can work with these kids and make them better, then they have a sphere of influence that then they go out and then they create that as well. And so that's really what it is. They're asking more questions when they walk into that space that they think they're coming into, oh, well, this is a great place to learn and grow. However, there's a faith component to how I coach and where we go back to is that connecting you back to your why, your purpose. You know, whose are you? You know, and what does that look like? And I have so many kids in the last probably three years, and I think last year probably made a big difference too because it kicked a lot of people's butts last yeah, year, yeah. a lot of kids. And yes. so they're like going, wait a minute, how can I get myself to a healthier place? Mm. And when you start to have those conversations with God and you start to pray and ask, you know, I think it was Viktor Frankl that said, you know, yours is not the question to ask what your life is for. Yours is to actually live it as the answer. And so so these kids hear these things, and when we do the masterminds, we dive deep on every level of the person, and faith is a huge part of it. Right. Because if you don't know who you are and why you're doing something, and not necessarily how do I go back to find out purpose-driven life, which is really the owner's manual is the Bible, yeah. you start to find things that resonate with you. And, and, and when you're that age, you look for like those, like those little – I want to say those things that poke your hole a little bit in the narrative, like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't hear that before. I heard it from my parent, but not this way. Mm. And the messenger matters, you know, mm. and not just the message. And so, and so when you have faith introduced in, 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 in an environment of growth and entrepreneurship and, you know, communication and relationship and family, you start to realize there's a foundation that may be a little shaky. Mm. And, and these kids are actually asking more. They're wanting more. They're, I, have one, I have one of my ambassadors who's mm. like, for, we've been working together for three years. He's one of my, he's one of my um, young ambassadors, Gen Z ambassadors. And he's like, I actually really enjoy going to church. And I said, yeah, because you get fed. Yeah. It feeds your soul. You're not depleting mm. it like you are in every other area of your life. And when you can attach to that feeling, you make way better choices. Yes. And I think that's what these kids are really craving. Mm. So just just to, for, as we're kind of wrapping up our time, I just want to know exactly like kind of what you do. You do workshops. You're public speaking. Tell me what you and like and you're you're. It's just a, a business that gives really great coaching life opportunities. Yes, just describe it for me. So what, a couple of different things. It's very layered. Yeah. As, as I'm sure you understand. So I used to I used to own a gym. So I'm very the, the physical part is massive right. for me. The kids have to have some sort of a connection to their physical body. Okay. Unfortunately, in today's world, everything defines it as sexual. Right. I want it to be physical and spiritual and emotional. So the kids we we have like a mastermind. The next one is January 8th and 9th. So the the first day is in the room with us. We 
bring in speakers on financial literacy, entrepreneurship, communication, relationships. And they're usually between the age of 16 and 26 is about the age. But I have kids on both sides. And then on the next day, we do the Wolfpack workout, which is a physical workout. These kids just show up. They have Mm -hmm. no idea what it is. I tell them where to be and what time. And they got to be all in and surrender. Okay. And we challenge these kids physically. And and, and, it's, and they run away. They start to realize, I don't even know what I'm capable of physically. I mean, most kids are vaping and doing all kinds of stuff and can't walk up a flight of stairs at 18. Right, right. It's, I'm running circles around these kids and I shouldn't be. Right. So it's things like that. So And then we do we do the masterminds, usually one a quarter. Um, I do one-on-one coaching. I have limited, of course, hours I do coaching with. I take on so many clients a week. And then I go into schools and universities. And I've also gone into families where they brought in like 20 other like 20 other people in a private home. We'll do a private one like that, which is great because sometimes people are a little bit apprehensive about, I don't know if I want to go to your place, but I'd love to have you here and invite my, my group of friends Interesting. as parents. Yeah, yeah, that's another great one. And then also I bring the ambassadors with me when we speak. I speak at different universities, high schools, you know, like one of my ambassadors will come. And it's great because they can speak peer to peer. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and there's, because I, the whole thing is I want it to be an, an, an invitation to do better, whatever that looks like for you. My do better might be different than yours. But as long as you're living up to what you perceive mm-hmm. as what you've been given in this life, that's what I want to help facilitate with you and be in service to you and that growth. Yeah. So it's very multi-layered because we have to meet people where they are. Mm. You know, it's I, I don't like the hour session and fi- 50 minutes and we're done. We're done. One, it's not one size fits all. No. You're working and have adapted to a lot of different environments, yes. both private and corporate and professional. So how can our, our listeners find out more? Just what's your website? The easiest way is to go to officiallytracymartin.com and it's T-R-A-C-E-Y. My mom wanted okay. to be difficult. Uh, officiallytracymartin.com. They can DM us there on Instagram. Where's all, there's YouTube, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn. Everything, all the links are there. Emailing us too. And there's a live chat box that pops up that goes right to me and I can actually say, hey, what's your question that's, or whatever. That's impressive. Live chat's a big deal. Yeah. So very – Love this. Love having the, you in the studio. Love getting to, getting to know you and hear hear what this great work that you're doing. And I hope our listeners can connect further. So thank you, Tracy, for being here. Appreciate you very much. God thank, bless. It's my privilege. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.